0: Officer, um, can you tell me who that Lincoln Continental belongs to, the one you just sent to the dump? It belongs to a Mr. Wilbur Fargo. What's the story? Well, it was stolen and vandalized. That's all we know right now. We've got a real feeling it was Negroes. Wait a minute. I'm way out of line. Let's just say it could have been Negroes. Have you got uh, Mr. Fargo's address? Sure. When was uh, the last time you saw a Negro Livingston? 115 from Billings with a red cap. You sure it wasn't Al Jolson? Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of Physical Media Isn't Dead, It Just Smells Funny. A wrestler's daydream, thoughts of jail, dust clouds rising, tearing down the tree. On today's episode of Physical Media Isn't Dead, It Just Smells Funny, we have a single review. We are once again revisiting the newest release from Fun City Editions in the form of Rancho Deluxe is a 1975, I guess you would call it a a neo-western, it's directed by director Frank Perry, who I haven't covered specifically on this podcast, but I have covered in these reviews. He directed a film called Doc, starring uh, Stacey Keach, which is a revisionist western about Doc Holliday, who you know from. The shootout at the OK Corral, Tombstone is the movie most famous for depicting this. So mm-hmm. we return to the Frank Perry well once again. Uh, you can go read that. It's a pretty short review on the I Cinema blog uh, under one of the physical medias and dead reviews, but directed by Frank Perry, written by Thomas McWane, who... I actually know from a couple of other movies he's written but not seen, because I've just heard them held in like such high regard. There's the film 92 in the Shade, uh, and there is also the film The Missouri Breaks, which is most recently been mentioned because of the, uh, well, actually not mentioned, but I guess technically spoilers for the movie Old. One of the characters is constantly asking, what's the movie starring both Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson? to other characters in the movie, and no one ever says the name, which led me to Google (laughs) what movie he was talking about. Found out it's the Missouri Breaks, a movie I need to check out at some point. This is a contemporary Western that I would probably describe as like a slacker Western, as weird as that sounds, but, What the story is is that it stars Jeff Bridges and Sam Waterston as two cattle rustlers who are killing and selling uh, the, the cow meat that they find from cows that they hunt illegally. Essentially, to pay their rent and to get by, it is apparently a dying way of life. That is when they cross paths with Clifton James, who's like a rich ex-beauty parlor owner. At one point, his wife, played by Elizabeth Ashley, like remarks how much that they miss Connecticut, New York, and it's very funny. And they come into contact with two hired hands, Kurt and Bird, played by. Harry Dean Stanton and Richard Bright, who plays uh, Al Neary, I think is the character's name, in The Godfather. They work for Clifton James, and they essentially are responsible for tracking down, trying to figure out who these two wrestlers are that keep killing and ransoming <laughs> Clifton James's cows. Elizabeth Ashley is his very bored wife, who just is looking for a th- some thrills and a good time. And then later, as the movie spins out, Slim Pick and shows up as essentially the Hercule Poirot <laughs> of uh, cattle and horse thievery, I guess is what you would call it. And from there, it's not really so much a very plotty movie. I called it a slacker western because I had mentioned in a review earlier this week that I believe that westerns i have always bought into the parlance that westerns are about the end of something, and this movie is so good because everything's already over. There is no old west at this point uh, when this movie is taking place. I mean, it's taking place in the 70s, the like burnt out 70s. I mean, it's that 1975, so it's like the post-free love period, but it's the pre-AIDS period. Everyone is incredibly cynical about what's happening in the country, but everything's been bought at this point. There is no destiny to manifest. It's really funny. I mean, the line about missing their beauty parlor in Schenectady, and the fact that Clifton James has this whole thing about like how he doesn't want, you know, the outlaw West to go away, but he's one of the people contributing to the fact that they West has gone away. There is no more freedom. So you have these two characters who are just kind of existing and they they said they're like the last of a dying breed as as far as like wrestlers, but it's kind of up for debate like how uh, reputable (laughs) that legacy really was to begin with. I find it fascinating for that and everyone's so locked into this movie. Jeff Bridges who I love and seems to be perfectly cast as a man who has given up i mean it's revealed later that he he does not come from any sort of poverty that's how i'll say it uh he's clearly has run away from something and sam Watterson, who i should point out is playing a half native american man along with <laughs> Joe Spinell, who you uh, know from the Rocky movies, he's the man in the first Rocky movie who suggests that Rocky should take Adrian to the zoo. He also plays Native American. This is not right, and it's strange because the movie calls attention to it. At one point, the character's kinda like asking if Sam Waterston is Native American, and he kinda makes a comment about like how Native Americans be confused with people who are jewish and people who are italian uh and joe Spinell is italian i don't think sam waterston is jewish but they kind of put a lampshade on top of it it's very interesting but yes sam waterston is playing a native american this is not right and i just wanted to point that out before people watch the movie but he is an interesting character within the movie he has comments about like how rustling was a good thing before, like, the white man showed up and uh, Jeff Bridges kind of pushes back and calls BS on it a little bit. But he's interesting because he's an ex con who is doing this, but he's doing it because he's bored. I, I mean, Jeff Bridges is also kind of bored as well as running away from something. And the idea of a western about people living on the fringes, I guess, but there being no freedom, they kind of talk about the idea of like getting a rancho deluxe of their own like a place they can go and piece of land that they own, but there's no piece of land for them to have, which makes the ending to this movie that much more interesting. As far as other things in the movie, I you know, I'd be remiss to not say anything about the fact that the original song for this movie is by Jimmy Buffett, who does have a cameo in this movie performing like live in a bar. There's some genuinely inspired cinematography in, the, in this movie. One scene in particular sticks out to me where uh, Harry Dean Stanton and Jeff Bridges are just playing the game Pong together. And the camera is angled in such a way that you're getting their reflection and then the reflection within the reflection inside this old arcade cabinet. And it's like a very pivotal scene in the movie where uh, things are being discovered about what's been happening with the rustling and with uh, Clifton James's uh, steers. But I think this movie is fascinating. This is like a hidden gem. I'm so happy that Fun City Editions put this out. As a matter of fact... I would love it if they put out the two Thomas McGuane movies that I mentioned up top, 92 in the Shade and The Missouri Breaks. I feel like that's very much a Fun City Editions addition. That could be a Fun City addition to their library. Um, (laughs) And the history behind this movie is fascinating. I mean, just one of the fun facts I learned from watching the interview with Jeff Bridges, which is one of the special features on this Blu-ray, is that... This is where he met his wife Susan Geston who was apparently a waitress in Montana at the time. This movie is incredibly funny. I, f- I feel like I f- have like neglected to say that. The filmmakers and the right like they're in on the joke. It is this very like rambly. I wouldn't even call it existential. It's been called an acid western, but it's just like a very like rambly kind of lazy hangout movie like obviously there are thefts happening and there's a plot and you know obviously I said that Slim Pickens comes in as the detective who's gonna solve the uh, cattle theft mystery but so much of the movie are just kind of not I wouldn't call them vignettes but just kind of like these scenes that like there's a lot of and thens as opposed to therefores in the movie uh, if I can explain it that way but I think this movie is great as a matter of fact I've covered Smile on this podcast, I've covered Walking the Edge on this podcast, and I've covered this. Fun City Editions is doing it right. I hope they keep going. This has been one of like my favorite discoveries as far as distributors has been this past year. The special features in this, I mentioned that there's an interview with Jeff Bridges, there's also an interview with uh, screenwriter Thomas McQueen, as well as some scenes, the television versions of scenes uh, from this movie. Theatrical trailer and Image Gallery, but there's a very good essay by film historian Gavin Smith. Gave me a lot of great insight and context to the movie. Love the voice that it's written in. Yeah, this is this is wonderful. You can find this on Fun City Editions. I really hope they have some more stuff coming up on the horizons, but that's going to do it for us on today's episode. I will be back tomorrow, which would I think will be my final Physical Media's and Dead Just Smells Funny review. Uh, And I think it will be my criteria release for the month, but I'll keep it a mystery as to what the movie is, but I will see you all at the movies. Good night.